0: Everybody and welcome to the Game Bite Show podcast. I'm your host Jeremy Lawman Lamont and I am joined by my two podcasting compadres, Jared Redeye Dunn. How's it going there, Jared? Hi, I have hair now. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. You
1: look so like virile. <laughs> right? It's it's not at all a uh, like a microfiber cleaning cloth.
2: You look very scholastic, <laughs> I think. See? You should
1: just go around wearing a mortarboard and just tell people there's hair underneath there. <laughs> That's right. It's the best kind of hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that other quippy voice you heard was Dale Elmder Jones. How's it going there, Dale?
2: Very good, thank you.
0: Good, good. Well, uh, before before we got started, and I decided we needed this stuff on the record, uh, we were talking about a uh, Dale's been. I don't know if this has been a, a long time hobby, but you've sure been getting into it on uh, like Twitter, like posting some some pics. Yeah, sliding into people's DMs.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's it has actually taken me a long time to complete the uh, the the set of. Um, space marine models that I've whipped up and painted it I think it's literally been like two years since I started Wow um, so I bought this set which is it's a, it's a board game set and it's um, it's called because it's set within the period of time known as the Horus heresy it's called the Horus heresy betrayal at calf and um, not to get too much into the background of Warhammer but at this point, basically, the Space Marine Legions are turning on each other in a civil war. And this game, this this board game, is set on the planet of Kalf, where the like newly uh, rebellious Word Bearers Legion is attacking the loyal, staunch Ultramarines Legion. It's like a sneak attack on their muster point for where they're getting ready to set out on a, on a crusade across the galaxy. And um, what this this game does is it's uh it's 38 miniatures um there's a bunch of space marines on both sides and a couple of special models in there too and it's uh, it has these it's it's like these four pieces of like hex uh hexa- hexagon board tiles and then you can mix and match them and rearrange them and flip them over so that they show different uh you know pieces of terrain terrain and stuff. And then it's just, you know, it's like a dice, uh, miniatures war game thing where it's, uh, imagine playing something like, you know, XCOM, except on a tabletop with dice.
0: Dale, I appreciate that you are a very sophisticated man who can also be comfortable playing something that's, that is like Betrayal at Calth, so self-serious, that stars ultramarines.
2: Well, the, the thing about the ultramarines that most people don't know is that they're actually called that... They're blue. ...because they're, <laughs> they're from a region of space known as Ultramar. And uh, that's why they're ultramarine. And, and it's not because they're like super marines or anything. That's stupid. That's like saying that Superman is called
0: Superman because he's from a region in outer space called Super. <laughs> Maybe he is. Did we ever confirm this? I think we're onto something. This is stupid. <laughs> Did you know, actually, there was a time in my life, in fact, I still have them, they're still within spitting distance of where I'm sitting right now. I actually painted, I know, Star Wars 22 millimeter pewter
2: miniatures. Oh, that's awesome. That's basically Warhammer. And I am quite good at it. It's like Warhammer, but for wimps. 22 inches, or 22 millimeters, rather, it's, it's pretty small, right? I mean, those are, yeah, those they are, they are. and I would
0: do, I would do, like, uh, dark washing to, like, get into the crevices, and, you know, get mm-hmm. all the shadows and stuff, and then some, uh, some uh, white washing, you know, to get the highlights and stuff like that, and I decided that, the, you know, those soldiers at the beginning of A New Hope that get, like, decimated by Darth Vader, I decided that they had a, a lining on the inside of their coats, but I actually don't think that's canon, I think that's just my figures. Uh, that's just how I painted them.
2: How would you do the highlighting with a, with a wash basically
0: uh, uh you just you brush it over the top of the like the stuff that sticks out
2: okay all right, yeah so there's there's a technique that a lot of people use for for warhammer stuff that's called dry brushing which yeah. basically does the same thing you like you just kind of very lightly brush it over the like edges and little bits that stick the farthest yeah. out you know and yeah. then and then to get those like really dark recesses with like a dark inky wash you just like slather the whole model in that stuff. Uh, or if you want to be really careful, you can just kind of paint like into the crevices. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I just used a can of spray paint. Pssh!
2: Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's
1: very, that's terrible.
2: That's, that's good for a base coat, but then you want to do like, uh, you know, edge highlighting and, and all that detail work. You have to have a little brush.
0: Dale is serious. We're going to have to do a new spin-off podcast where Dale talks about painting miniatures.
2: <laughs> I've yet to actually play a game of Warhammer at all. <laughs>
0: I never ever played a game, well, that's actually not true, I think I played with my brother on like, we set up some books on our table or something, and like, set up little guys. And...
2: Did you, does that game, It did it involve like, line of sight, and like, Measuring oh, distances yeah. and oh, yeah. blast radii and, and all that yep.
0: stuff. Yep. And if you had to make sure, that, like, if there was an area of effect, it would have to touch the base of the, of the figure yeah, that would have been affected Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: that yeah. sounds. I've read some of the rules of Warhammer. It sounds about the same. Yeah. Yeah, they're all about the same.
0: But it's uh, it's good stuff. I haven't done it in a while. And I, I will, uh, you know, Jared and I were talking about the next Battletech box set that's going to come out and uh, kind of been waiting, for, been waiting for. I think it was supposed to come out in like June.
1: It looks like they have an. Oh, the PDF product release schedule for winter. Yeah, BattleTech is weird cuz they release like all of their stuff except for the miniatures like they're like free, you just download them. Really? I don't think that's I don't think that's legitimate. I think you've just No, I'm on bg.battletech.com. Oh. Oh, yeah, like okay. all the rulebooks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. actually, they do that now with right.
2: with Warhammer um, Age of Sigmar. You can just download the the core rules as like a free PDF. And it's like 10 pages or something like that. Uh, but then you pay you buy the miniatures and then you buy like the Codexes or whatever they call them for Age of Sigmar, which is like the special extra rules for each given faction. Yeah.
0: Ah. Uh, see, I stick it to the man and I just download the free rules and then I go LARP them. I just LARP the
1: rules. That's cool too. So so I kind of want to uh after playing a lot of Battletech, the uh PC game and wanting to get more Battletech figures when the new box sets come out, I'm like, oh man. I have this jacket that looks like a like a pilot's jacket. I was like I should make I should put like a BattleTech patch on it and how cool would that be? You should have a persona. You should yeah. like walk into that nerd shop and be like, "Hey you <laughs> nerds." <laughs> I, your your
0: king your king is here. <laughs> oh man! Well, we we are definitely a certain brand of nerd, and we can get into lots of other things. But uh, we are going to spend our time this episode talking about the video games that we have been playing. And boy, howdy, have we got a slew of good stuff for you! Um, I and I don't know who 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 should start this thing. I think Dale. Uh, maybe we should maybe we should get some updates on Red Dead because I got to admit, okay. you know, for our game club for October, I have not. I've not been playing it as much as I wanted to. And I will, I will like get back into it this week, but I'd like you to give me a little bit of a foretaste of of what's to come. Like, how's it, how's it holding up for you this month?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I I can't really say I've played it all that much either. I have, I still don't really have any idea of how far into the game I am other than when you like look at the stat screen, it gives you like a vague percentage and I'm probably around like 20%, but then who knows what all that counts. Right. So I've progressed to the point where I'm doing missions kind of at the, at the request of, um, your your snake oil guy uh nigel west dickens and then there's also a guy that he's associated with called seth who's like a weird grave grave robber sort of guy He's like a golem or something yeah and then oh the there's a new guy who is again an associate of of nigel west dickens uh you always gotta say his full name uh (laughs) called irish who is you know just like an irish immigrant i guess to the to new austin and um yeah, so that's about at the point where I'm at. Like, so I, I guess maybe I finished doing stuff for Bonnie and for the uh, sheriff, I guess, or? I think they sort of, that's one thing that I've sort of
0: appreciated about Rockstar Games is that they they're, they're, they found kind of an interesting way to do progression in that your quest giver, like your main storyline quest giver, they sort of intermingle a little bit. Like, you'll start out with Bonnie and then you'll go to, you know, the the sheriff of Armadillo and, yeah. you know, then you that might open up another... like. The, they're almost like staggered, like you could almost see them on like a like a Gantt chart or something like that. Like, oh man, I like one, Gantt charts. Right, which one's yeah. the Gantt chart?
1: <laughs> it's That's where the, the boxes and they like flow down and they connect like end to beginning. Um, maybe I meant a Pert chart. One of them.
0: <laughs> I don't know which not, one. I,
2: uh,
0: I mean, I, I took I took one I took one uh, project management course, and now suddenly I'm like a six sigma
2: green belt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just
0: lean it out, man.
2: When I first got hired at, at my current job, I was, I was trying to like impress the boss. I was doing those like radial radar charts or whatever, and he was just like having trouble reading them. <laughs> so Perfect. Was, That's the best, best kind yeah. of chart. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll just I'll go back to uh, like pie charts and uh, you know graph bar graphs and stuff."
0: Those freaking millennials and their mm-hmm. Venn diagrams. Anyway, <laughs> so all right, so. So have you been doing a lot of side quests? I mean, how do you feel about the richness of the world? What's have you gotten to Mexico
2: yet? No, I have not. I don't know when that happens. Um, but I, yeah, I've been doing the, uh, I guess the side quest, the strangers. So like every now and then there'll be like a, a purple um, question mark that pops up on the map. And you can go there and you just have kind of like a weird off-kilter encounter with someone who's just kind of out there in the in the countryside being crazy or self-negligent or, or whatever they're doing out there. And um, uh, some of those pop up with repeated things. So like there's this one guy that I've run into a few times now who's like, says he wants to get to California. But then like every time I run into him, he's only like hundred yards further to the West. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> give
1: him money and he just buys <laughs> booze, man. You got to yeah, watch out for that guy. That guy is my spirit animal, man. He's, <laughs> that's that's me.
2: Um, And then there was, uh, let's see. Oh, there was one where it turned out to be like, Cannibals up in the hills, which was oh yeah, uh, yeah. And and at the end of that one, you actually have a, a sort of renegade or paragon choice that you can you can either like let the cannibal kill his latest victim and eat him, or you can shoot the cannibal. So what did, what did you do? Because I let him go. I killed him because he's an abomination. <laughs> Burn the xenos. Yeah, <laughs> you let a cannibal go? I mean, he's he's obviously well, been no, no, murdering people. No, no,
0: no, people. no, 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 no. I let the I let the guy go because because the thing is, you have the choice to give his victim to him. Or free him, right? Because you have to hog yeah. him. Yeah,
2: no, I, I just went. I just went the extra mile and just killed the animal. So oh, nice. just kill them both,
0: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, it's a shame that game didn't come to PC because I think you would be right? very good at it.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So I, I guess it's probably still fairly early on in terms of the narrative. Um, but you know, it's good. I feel like I'm really getting most of what the game has to offer, just because. Um, One thing I like about it is that it's not really like it's not totally in your face all the time with like new stuff like go and do this go and do that it's it really kind of like Cas and Nico let's go play some darts Mm. yeah there's not really any of that um and I kind of appreciate that because what I find myself wanting to do when I play the game is is just kind of spend a lot of time uh, on the horse just going places and oh there's some deer I'll shoot a deer or two I I think I have like a mini um. Hunter's objective to kill and skin five deer. And I think I've got like three or four at this point. Uh, I killed a jackalope and I unlocked something special by doing that. I don't, you know, it popped up a little notification notification on the screen that said like, I had unlocked some like extra challenge screen or whatever, but then I couldn't find it when I looked for it. So I don't, I don't know what's going on mm. with that.
0: You know, my biggest problem with the game is the fast travel system. Like they make you put up camp or something. It's like you have to go into a bunch of menus
1: to do it. I don't like that.
2: I've never, I didn't really even know it had a fast travel system. It makes
1: like that gun cocking sound when you like change menu options. That's uh... does, it,
2: does it have a fast travel system? Cause the only thing I've seen analogous to that is the um, stagecoach. coach. That you can take from town to town. Yeah,
0: or- at any time, but you have to be outside of the bounds of a town. So you have to set up camp. So you mm-hmm. have to go into a menu and go to your like items menu or something like that. Yeah, you set up the camp. If you have a destination selected on the map, like a like a you know random point that has pathfinding to it, mm-hmm. you can you can arrive at that point, or it will give you the major settlements that you can go to. So you can do that anytime. You don't Weird. have to. Okay, I didn't even you know you have in the to game. ride the horse around. Yeah.
2: I hadn't see that that wasn't surfaced to me. So I don't know.
0: that is going to make the final week of the, well they tell you at the time you know, remember that first mission where you uh, you go to that uh, the the so and so brothers the gang or whatever yeah. I can't remember who they are and you shoot them in their outhouse or whatever it is and then they tell you you can fast travel back to the ranch Um, But I missed that too. And like, I had to kind of look it up to see how it works, but yeah. uh, So with your final week of the, uh, the game club, you should start using fast travel and see if you can,
2: I don't think it's really going to speed things up that much.
0: You're going to do it. I believe in you. You'll conquer the old West.
2: That's about all I've been playing really. Aside from the the model stuff. I I told uh, Jared, I bought a tank today, so can't wait for that to arrive. Build Lehman that.
0: Russ. Paint it up. Mm-hmm. So, what is prompting you to do this? Do you have a like a friend or a group that you're going to play that with, or is it just like you see the thing and it's cool and you must have it?
2: No, I just it's cool. So, all right. And you must have it. And in fact, if I even <laughs> if I was into playing Warhammer, the tank that I bought is only run with the the Human Imperial Guard faction. It's not a Space Marine tank, so okay. you wouldn't really be able to use it even unless you did kind of like special rules or something.
0: Well, that is kind of weird then. But you know what? You could have a special scenario where, you're, where your ultramarines hijack this human
1: tank. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, they wouldn't be able to fit in it, but whatever. That's true.
2: <laughs> well, so I, I read a bit of lore today that said that actually the space wolves do from time to time make use of a Lehman Rust tank when it's in there the you go. exterminator pattern. Um, I mean, which is fitting because Lehman Russ, as we all know, was the Primark of the Space Wolves. Uh, okay.
1: Okay, Dale. I all mean, right. obviously. And Space Wolves, you, so you just paint it uh, snow camo and then you have a space Viking tank. That's right. You put some horns on
0: it. All right, Dale, I challenge you. Put some horns on that tank. It'll be like, uh, it'll be like that Uziel that, uh that Jared
1: customized in uh, MechWarrior Online. Oh, man, that looked really good. <laughs> Talk about it. What's going on? Uh, yeah, so we have been playing a bundle of games for extra life. We played Mech Warrior, uh Ultima Online, Stronghold, Age of Empires 2, Bad North, Homeworld, Homeworld 2, Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. Uh we played over the past few days. Yeah. That's in, a lot of uh, games. Yeah, we um I'm up to like 8 hours or so I think at this point.
0: We played mech Warrior Online also. We spent money. We spent mech credits right on... Gold mech bucks or... <laughs>
1: That's true. We still have stuff from our uh, founders pack, basically, that That's we haven't true. spent, so... Uh, and I put some horns or something on my guy, I guess. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, they've, a- they've added... So it used to be that you could have, like, a banner or something hanging down on the inside of your cockpit, but they now have ornaments, like, actual 3D-modeled ornaments, like, yeah. tusks and stuff. Like, there's a... What's the one that has the wings? Did you remember seeing that mech that had
1: the wings on it? What yeah, that? That my like Uzio a, could add wings. That'd look yeah, great with his jump jets. That's
0: weird. <laughs> yeah, so they've they've been developing some stuff over there, and there's some uh, cool new uh, uh, like camo patterns. And what else did we see? It seems like we saw emblems, decals,
1: and all decals. kinds of fancy stuff. Yeah. Um, and so,
2: when you play mech warrior Online, do you mostly stay in one mech, or do you control like a group of six? Uh, you. It
1: down. is a first-person
2: shooter. Okay, so you're just in your one mech. You're in one. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, but they do have modes where though, where you can do like planetary assault, and if you die, if if one of your mechs gets exploded, you sort of restart at the drop zone in the next round. Yeah, kind of. You 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 have four
1: mechs to to die in. Uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and we do, we do die, but you only Uh, control one at a time. You you like pilot it like a sim, not not like a strategy move order type thing. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Unlike Battletech, which is the opposite, which is what you're kind of talking about, where you are isometric looking down and you move your mechs around the field. Um, interestingly, they are sort of streamlining the way all those look. So they all all the mechs and all the different games are modeled the same, which is really cool.
2: Wait, were they not before?
1: I don't know if they were before. Uh, but, I, think uh, they,
0: I think they did plan on it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, they are sharing assets like the actual models among the different uh, Battletech licensed games that are out there, which is the first time they've
1: ever done something like that. And they are very well done models. So that's They're really cool looking. So yeah. Yeah, Battletech is such a pretty game. I like just looking at the Argos in orbit. Like it's so cool. Uh, <laughs> but we're not talking about Battletech because uh um, no, 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 no. I I I didn't I didn't play it a whole bunch. Uh this past you have week. some
0: you have some new cool stuff. I
1: actually have some like super new stuff. Um uh, so I have been playing Four Honors New Expansion Marching Fire, which adds the we Lin or something faction, like a Chinese medieval faction. Uh Wu Lin. <laughs> Woo! Well, hold on, hold on. We got this.
0: You know, I have to say, I, uh, I I do like the content. Like, so this is the one where the trailer showed the uh, the the essentially the Chinese feudal army, right? With like the
1: yeah, yeah. So it adds that, but the name is kind of dumb, though. Wu Lin, yeah. Marching Fire is, is kind of random, but uh, it it adds some pretty cool stuff. So it adds a new PVP mode. Um, and, and this is actually available for anyone that has the game, not just with the expansion or, uh, the four verse four PVP breach mode. So this is like a siege a castle. Um, you have to like get a battering ram to ram down the door, the gate, and then, um, and then you storm the gates and kill the Lord of the castle. So while the defenders are trying to, so is, it, you. is it like guard the payload? Uh, kind, kind of similar, I guess. Um, okay. And then they had added some new graphical enhancements, which is already kind of a pretty game. So this is kind of surprising, but just more, you know, higher resolution textures, better lighting. Uh, I guess they completely reworked the lighting system, um, new sky and cloud technology. So ooh, ooh, sky, uh, and so now require to to get the this additional content, you you have to have bought the expansion so you get the uh, Wu Lin which adds four new medieval chinese uh, warriors you know they, they they I think I believe they all follow the same kind of archetype the game had previously with like there's the assassins which uh, are like kind of your quick attackers that aren't as good as blocking you have your heavy guy you have your the mix up Guy, you have the sort of the hybrid, um, and then there is a new mode which I'm actually having a ton of fun playing. It's this. Uh, it's called arcade mode, which is pretty similar, I believe, to some other fighting games have this as well. Um, and it's unlimited uh, single player content. So when you fire it up, it uh, it's just you. It puts you against a couple AI, but it's not just like you and an AI in like an arena. Uh, there, there's different, um, modifiers. So like you, maybe every heavy attack you inflict will knock down your opponent or, uh, you might start with less health or you regenerate health. uh, And then the enemies have modifiers as well. Um, so just, just different things like that. And what's really funny is they kind of try to piece together like a real, like it's obviously very silly, um, little storylines. And so one, it was like, oh, prisoners have escaped, and you have to hunt them down. And like each round, there's four rounds in a in a match, um, like gives you this little like flavor text. But one was like, you've been offended by some some bold warrior who falsely claims that birds grow on trees. And so you like you hunt this guy down for saying this and kill him. It's just really <laughs> silly. I,
0: I'm glad that they have embraced their like cockamamie story. It's really silly. I mean, it's the, the whole the whole premise. I think we've talked about this before is that this actually it takes place in the
1: future, like yeah. the
0: post-apocalyptic future. And for some reason, all of these cultures. Yeah, there was like some to-
1: like time warp event and like all the cultures mixed. It was just really, really strange. Know with honor <laughs> honor but um no it's 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 super silly but but the mode is actually really fun and you can actually level your characters up with it too so you know you get loot it's just like a a pvp match you get loot you level up um all all that kind of stuff so i've been having a lot of fun with it uh, without the like the stress of like trying to actually win in PvP, I, I would need that mode. I always wanted
0: to play more for honor. I just, I, I just don't.
1: But I, but I every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it seems really cool. So I've been playing around with a couple of the different characters that I don't. It, it, basically, in PvP, I got comfortable with one guy, and that's all I played. Yeah. Um, but there's now each of the original three factions now have six characters, so two more in addition to the original four that it launched with for each faction so it's like i'm like oh man there's tons of these guys i i kind of want to check them out but uh, i don't want to jump into a pvp match and just get stomped <laughs> i mean uh, you don't learn anything that right that way right um that that's my moba strategy is like just yeah, play
0: right. a guy and feel miserable about myself
1: so i've been playing a little bit of that i haven't played a ton i maybe put in maybe five or six hours just kind of trying to pick it back up get Get comfortable with like the move sets again and stuff like that, which it, it, it's very much more like a fighting game. So you really got to get those combos down, memorize your characters, com- you know, their their attacks and what makes sense and what button to hit when the the enemy's attacking. Are you going to block or party or dodge yeah. or et cetera and so forth? So um, it's a very technical game. So I'm trying to kind of get back into that because I really want to like it. I've always kind of really wanted to like it, but uh, I don't know. But anyway. I, the arcade mode is really cool. I really enjoy that. Anyway, so the next game I've been playing is also brand new. In fact, just released yesterday. Um, I've been putting a, a little bit of time into is another type of game I've really wanted to get into, but haven't quite gotten stuck all the way in yet is uh, Thronebreaker. The Witcher Tales, which is like a. I, I almost want to call it like a narrative adventure game with combat that is based on Gwent. Huh. Um, and it has some really interesting uh, like crossovers between Gwent actually released to version 1.0 yesterday as well. Gwent is the card game that was in Witcher 3 that they spun off and made its own just collectible card Ongoing game. Ongoing sort of thing. Yeah, you yeah. can just play it. It's just it it by itself. Um, so there there's a little bit that's different. So the first Thing is you're you're a character, and right now I'm playing as Maeve, the Queen of Lyria and Rivia, which is one of the northern kingdoms, and like you're you're a character, you're on like this, like really the art in this game is really pretty. It's all like really bold colors and not quite cell-shaded, but somewhere approaching that, I think. Um, in that style. Like almost like a Borderlands-esque sort of like this bold colors, you know, everything's colorful and just crisp. But uh, anyway, you walk around on this map and you find like resources, there's wood and gold and like manpower, I think is what the other resources that you use to build your army. Um, You have a a camp that you have to like build like buildings that will allow you to unlock new cards and and to be able to find things on the map, etc., and then you wander around, and you'll come across different things. Like it may be, oh, it's uh like there's like a story that comes along with it, and the stories are presented not just like visually, like it, it's like almost like text based. Like the, there will be a narrator, and the queen charged on uh, at the enemy, and you'll hear like horses like running in the background as ah, the text cool. like, like comes up in the screen. It's really radio cool. drama. Yes, it's it's just it, it's sort of like that. It's really good. Um, and, and like the voice acting is pretty good. Uh, the, the characters are actually lip sync. <laughs> They're like these like weird, like paper doll looking guys that lip sync as they talk. Um, and then you get into combat and it's Gwent. It, it's a little bit different. I think, uh, your character stands off to the side so you can kind of picture them like being in the battle. Um, there's only two rows per side instead of three. If, if, if you've played Gwent, you know, there's like, oh, the, really. Melee row, a ranged row, and a, a, like a siege row. Um, so in this one, there's only two. Um, but otherwise, it's it's mostly the same game. The cards seem to share the same art as the Gwent game I played a little bit. So I, I assume that the cards are the same, but I could be wrong. Um, so I haven't like tried to directly compare. Oh, I think I read that t- Thronebreaker
2: has a bunch that are unique to it, but it still may also use some from... Gwent. and that
1: could be too. Um wh- one thing that I did find interesting was I had discovered a like a special chest like just by exploring and it was like oh you found a rare chest and the item I unlocked was actually a uh, like an avatar border for Gwent. Like it, it's I unlocked an item for a different game. <laughs> oh. I'm like oh that's weird. <laughs> so is this uh, so this is on like GOG it is and- exclusively on GOG Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and it uses god galaxy so i was just gonna ask yeah uh it, it's pretty fun the the combats again when you're just playing a normal round of gwent is is pretty straightforward in general like you kind of know what to expect if you've played that the card game variant um but it does have some interesting mix up mix-ups and they uh puzzles around them uh, around the world so it, it's done in gwent but there's kind of a set solution, it it appears. So one was um, there was a landslide. So there's these boulders rolling towards you or whatever. And so there's these three cards that are boulders and they start on the far uh, lane away from you in the enemy. And every turn they move closer. And y- the objective was to bring them all to zero health before they reach, you know, go past the fourth row. So basically yeah. roll over your guys. So it was like a a matter of like, oh, play this card because it like levels up this guy. And then when I play this guy, he gets like double points and then he attacks. And So it kind of has a puzzle element, which I actually just did one before the show and failed. So I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) I I obviously wasn't doing it right. So I need to like sit down and think, Okay, well, here's the objective. It's to destroy this and it disappears after two rounds. And then a new one comes. It it truly is a puzzle. And and in some cases they appear optional because it actually at the very beginning was like do you attack or do you retreat you know like that kind of thing right so, really hmm. kind of cool game i it's really not what i expected out of um like a witcher game but I, i'm kind of liking it a lot and i like the idea of uh game worlds being represented in sort of different um types of games like we were just talking earlier about mech warrior online and battletech and there's a new uh Mech Warrior 5 coming out you know all in the same world all following the same timeline all having the same background but just really different styles of games um that you know maybe maybe you don't enjoy the Witcher 3 maybe that open world RPG is just too much to bite off but you might jump into this and be like oh i right. i can handle you know this it's a shorter game it's a little simpler to get into um but you still want to kind of enjoy that uh that world that's been created that's it's actually a really cool one so right um i like it it's a lot of fun uh throne breaker the witcher tales i actually have been playing it i'm like i have to stream this it's really good so no, we might no, it's see that sometime this week
0: free to play game
1: no nope, mm-hmm. it's not it is no. 30 dollars on gog ah okay well cool well i guess uh
0: maybe we'll stream it and kind of get a feel for whether or not it's worth uh dropping the money on i mean yeah is that's it-
1: right your your opinion is though it's uh, worth looking into. Yeah, I was I was just uh, like finishing dinner tonight and like getting the kids in bed. I'm like I kind of want to sit down and play Thronebreaker now. <laughs> like <laughs> you got me excited. See you, kids. Go go to bed, babies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Right on. Well, uh, that uh,
0: brings us around to me, and I've been playing a couple of things this week. Uh, first of all, I went to, had, had an opportunity to visit my parents and uh, got, had a little bit of a family get-together. Uh, since I have accidentally subscribed to the Switch Online service on their month-to-month basis. Oh, right,
1: yeah. I hate when I accidentally buy things on purpose.
0: Well, so here's the funny thing. I tried for like 30 minutes yesterday to figure out how to turn off my automatic subscriptions and I can't figure it out. Like they even have a little help screen about here's where you go to turn off your automatic subscriptions. But the buttons are not laid out the way they they have it there. So basically at this point, I have just set it to auto renew based on funds in wallets and I just make sure I have no funds in wallets. So I'm sort of gaming the system a little bit. It's like canceling your credit card so the gym won't renew. Yeah, exactly. It's like. It's it's not it's not me. It's you is the the breakup. Uh, it's your fault. Uh, so uh, so since I had that online, I uh, got to play some NES games with my family. I uh, got my my little brother, the, the middle child, and uh, we used to play a ton of NES games together. So I schooled him at ice hockey on the NES. Nice. Got him. Yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think it is my birthright as the elder brother to always be good at games. You
1: got you guys should uh, play
0: Super Blood Hockey. Super Blood Hockey would be sweet. Um, but yeah, on, on the NES uh, or uh, sorry, on the Switch Online, uh, Ice Hockey is what we did. And uh, it's been, a, you know, it's been a while that that game still holds up. Ice Hockey still cool. Uh, fat guy, uh, we call we always call him. So I don't know if you guys have like little family uh, like names for things, but uh, we had uh, the, the the fat guy in Ice Hockey was called Beefcakes and uh, the skinny guy was called Slim. And I can't remember what we called the middle guy, but he kind of looks like a bee Medium. or something kind of medium guy yeah mr medium mr manager and uh so got an opportunity to play a little bit of those things uh also had an opportunity to play jackbox party pack five uh from the jackbox people i think they've got a new name now it's like gimlet or gimpy or something like that i can't remember exactly what the i can't remember what the name of the studio is come to think of it uh no, actually, it says it's still developed by Jackbox Games, but there's some other name that's involved. Anyway, uh, this uh, Jackbox, if you guys have played it, is basically defined by the games that are in the pack. So I didn't have a chance to play all of them, and I hope to soon. But uh, a couple of my favorites that we played. Um, are you guys familiar with the uh, the old Jackbox Little uh, bit. games? Not really. Okay. No. So did you guys ever play TKO from Jackbox 4? No, where you design you design a T-shirt. So th- in my opinion, some of the most fun games are the ones where one player will prompt another player and then you vote as all of the players on the best results from that setup. Uh, so one of the games that they have, which is really fun, is called Split the Room, uh, which it, 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 it's kind of fun because there's this cat and he's sort of like Rod Serling from uh, from the Twilight Zone. And uh, basically the idea is they will give you a a prompt with a fill-in-the-blank, kind of like a Mad Lib. But the idea is to give an answer that will divide the room into the number of people who choose that thing or not. So, for example, uh, they would say um, something like, well, uh, you get a paper cut, but you can only pour one of two substances on it, uh, lemon juice or... Something and you have to choose something where enough of the people will choose one or the other. They, they sort of want you. You get big points if you get, for example, an equal split of people on both sides, which is kind of an interesting twist. Usually it's like get the most people to vote for me or whatever, but this you time wanna, it's, you want to
2: split them down the middle.
0: Correct, like you get extra points for splitting down the middle and you get even more points for for uh, delays when people are like really having to deliberate. So the amount of time that it takes them also counts in your favor. So uh, that's one of the games that I play. There's also a game called Patently Stupid, which is fun. And this is a multi-step game, kind of like TKO, where they first give you a, what would you say, like a malady or a, a problem to solve. Uh, And again, they prompt you. So it's like, uh, you know, my, my parties are always interrupted by blank. And I wrote in bears. So someone had to, uh, so then the next step is somebody designs an invention by drawing it and highlighting on it and kind of explaining it. And then you can choose, oh, and then you, you do like a title for the, the product and then a tagline. And what will happen is after you, after all the players have drawn their entries, You can either choose to physically stand up in front of the room and pitch your invention like almost like a PowerPoint or the game can sort of pitch it for you with a sort of boilerplate presentation Uh, and then everybody votes, you know, to like angel fund the, you know, the best ideas essentially. And it's really fun and you end up with just like some really dumb stuff. Um, Also in this pack I did not play Madverse City where you somehow create uh, rap battle lyrics which I I think would be kind of fun. Uh, There's another one uh, called Zeeple Dome, which seems to be a like an action-based game. And if you've ever played Jackbox, usually it's done on a stream or there's something like that going on. There's a little bit of lag. I'm not sure how Zeeple Dome works, but it's basically like a flinging thing, kind of like, uh, what, like Pixel Junk Eden or something where you you fling dudes around and explode them. I, I don't know exactly. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And usually with Jackbox, there's sort of a hit and miss, like some people will be interested in something or not. Uh, Party Pack 5, though, uh, seems like it is a pretty good uh, pretty good choice. Uh, if you're if you're looking for party games, uh, this was released uh actually just earlier this month. So uh, that's another new one. And uh, you know, if you'd like to see it, the best way to try it out is to participate. If you go on Twitch or YouTube and just do a, a search for live streams of Jackbox, uh, you can actually play. One of the cool things about the party pack games is that if you're streaming them, you can play from any internet-enabled device in the world that supports a web browser. And uh, so you can actually literally play with people who are streaming the game. So it has Twitch integration? Uh, it doesn't necessarily have integration. There are some settings that are specifically for streaming, like, uh, you know, they have it where you can vet the answers. So there's not profanity showing up in your you know family game or whatever. But it's not that it's integrated. It's just that you stream it. But there's not really a, an immediate you know, ha- having the delay is not a problem because when you are on your phone or on your web browser, you get to see all the prompts the same as anybody else, uh, whether they're in the room or not. So it's basically just sort of location agnostic, I guess I would say. Uh, Which is kind of neat. Have you ever had a chance to do that, Jared? Maybe we should stream that sometime. Yeah, I haven't. I
1: haven't ever played it, but it sounds super fun. Let's do that. We're going to totally do that. So
0: uh, Jackbox Party Pack 5 is one of the things I've been playing. And then the second thing that I've been playing, I mentioned uh, it was on the release list, I think, last month. Uh, and, and Dale, you mentioned that you thought we'd talked about this game before. Yeah, but I'm,
2: I'm sure it's come up before in conversation.
0: May, maybe as a, maybe as a releases. Well, uh, it's actually been around for about two or three years. But the Switch and the Android version of Armello has been released, and uh, I went ahead and picked that up. It's free on uh, mobile platforms, so on Android there's uh, no cost for it. They do have a, a real world money system where you can buy shards in the game, and I won't even bother telling you about shards, but. Um, But it's a pretty faithful recreation of the PC game that came out, you know, three years ago. Uh, It is ostensibly like a board game, a hex based board game. And you play as the leader of one of four factions. The um, I would say the look of this game is a little bit like Redwall, kind of like it's got that Disney's Robin Hood. Like people are furries, I guess. I guess I might as well just say they're furries. Um, but it, it comes across really well. And there's animated cutscenes. The thing is, it's kind of severe though. So, you know, there's like knives and there's blood in the cutscenes and stuff, and it's kind of like a serious, furry uh medieval board game. Uh, but you play as one of four factions: the wolves, uh, the rabbits, the rats, or the bears, and each one kind of has a, a special emphasis as far as characters go. Uh, the wolves are into combat, uh, the rabbits are more diplomatic and political, the rats use uh, sneaky tactics, and the bears are sort of like the druids of the forest. And uh, the the premise of the game is that the the king of Armello is this lion, and he had previously united all of the, the clans into this animal kingdom, I guess. And now he is going a little bit off his rocker, and the reason is that he has been infected, unbeknownst to the players, or, you know, and unbeknownst to the characters in the game during the prologue, anyway. He's been infected by this, this faction or this thing called the rot which is essentially um corruption that shows up on different tiles in the game or can affect the outcomes of of different scenarios it actually reminds me a little bit there was a game called massive chalice that double fine released a Mm -hmm. while ago which i really that's another game kind of like uh uh kind of like for honor where i'm always like yeah i kind of want to play that i kind of want to play massive chalice a lot i think about it all the time Um, but it has that same idea where rot tiles will, will happen. So in addition to the four players and you can play against AI or you can play multiplayer, but, uh, the, the King has his own, he's kind of like the hub faction around which everyone else revolves because he has his own turns that he takes and he's always AI controlled. Um, and, and he kind of is the key to the game too, because he is dying of this infection, this rot, and he's losing his mind as he goes. So, uh, he will, implant like uh, peril tiles, like challenges around the map that can give you rewards, but you have to defeat them in a roll of dice. Uh, he will send soldiers out to terrorize the town tiles, or to you know you'll get bounties on your head, and then you know the the town guards, the city guards will will come after you. Um, but the thing is that you will win the game by figuring out who is going to become the next king of Armello, because the king is basically you know he's he's done for essentially. So you can have a combat victory, kill the king. You can have a rot victory which is to kill the king, but you gain a higher rot score because uh, as as you fail challenges of for the on the rot tiles or there are banes that are sort of autonomous rot animals that come out and kind of move about the map, you can accumulate rot yourself. And if you, you can become the new corrupted leader, I guess, if you kill the king, but then you also have a higher rot score. You can get a political victory because one of the stats that you can acquire is prestige, so it allows you between turns to help the king to establish new laws that govern the land, new rules, kind of like the the judge rules in uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, I guess. Uh, Or you can have a cleansing victory where you gather four soul stones and banish the rot. So, of the four factions, they all, like I mentioned at the beginning, they have their affinities, but the goal is to kind of stop the other factions from achieving their style of, of goal. And, you know, the, the factions do not determine the, the the way that you're going to victory. You can sort of go any way, but you got to keep an eye on the other players and try and, uh, you know, frustrate their efforts right. while furthering your own efforts to eventually become the new king or the new ruler of Armello, basically. Um, and so what the actual play... Action points are distributed to your character, and you can move around the tiles and sort of encounter different uh, quests or other things that come up. But the game is more or less played by a combination of cards and dice. Cards give you abilities such as items or spells or trickery, uh, or you can have cards that will give you equipment like swords or armor or whatever. And they'll have, they'll contribute different numbers of dice to the dice rolls for your combat or for overcoming uh, perils and things like that. And, uh, it's like a six sided dice system. And, um, essentially you just want to make sure that you either roll more attack dice or dice, or, you know, in the case of quests and perils, you have to kind of match up one of the six different icons with the, uh, you know, the, the thing that that quest needs from you basically. So it essentially is randomized based on the roll of the dice. Um, And uh, it's a pretty good combination. It's kind of funny because I was looking around at this and the review scores are fairly low. Like I saw a bunch of six out of tens for this. Uh, People would, uh, you know, the taglines would be like board game, B-O-R-E-D game. I don't really feel that way about Armello at all. I actually think it's really clever. And the, you know, as you're going through, there are stories, there are journal updates that you can read. And it kind of is like, oh, you know, he knew that the rot was was, you know, taking over, and so we had to do da-da-da-da-da. It kind of tells you a story as you go in addition to playing this multi faction board game. Um, Generally speaking, uh, I I like it. And again, if you're playing on mobile, so it's on PC, it's on Xbox One, it's on PS4. Just last month came out on Switch as well as on Android, and I think it's been on iOS for a while. Uh, But in, in, you know, in addition to uh, the single player, again, there's the multiplayer. You can customize the starting scenarios. And uh, I think there really is a lot of game there. And again, for the mobile port, which is what I've been playing, it's a fairly faithful recreation of the full game. So this is what I would consider to be a big boy game, uh, which basically means that it's essentially a legitimate, you know, experience. It's not like a, you know, there's not really any intrusive free to play mechanics or anything like that. Um, and it m- is more or less fully featured, uh, cool. it's, you know, really, really well done ports. So, uh, our and again, it's available on lots of different platforms. I do not believe that there is any cross platform play for this though, I'm afraid. Um, but, uh, if you have, you know, friends with mobile devices that, uh, you know, you may want to hook up with them, uh, I-, I would say that you could do worse than playing through a round of Armello. And that's all the stuff that we've been playing for this week. Uh, Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Game Bite Show podcast. We appreciate you being with us. If you have any comments about the games that we've been playing that includes uh, The Witcher Tales, Thronebreaker, the uh, Marching Fire expansion for For Honor, if you're playing For Honor. Uh, red Dead, uh, you know, if you have some comments about painting miniatures, we'd certainly love to hear from you about that. Uh, Jackbox, Armel, any of that stuff. Reach out to us. You can find us on social media at Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. I am at Count Elmdor. And I'm at Red underscore I. And that very same red underscore I is our man in front of the streams, the twitch.tv slash Show channel, where we're doing a
1: whole bunch of extra life stuff. Again, still. We're doing a ton of streams right now, so you definitely want to head to twitch.tv slash Show and uh, hit the subscribe, because we, we are going live. I, I, I streamed Monday, uh, I streamed Sunday, I streamed... <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> I know you're going to get in there at some point. I am, we got I'm still, like, it's been busy, but I'm going to get on there. I've got like these A plus... Plus plus, overlays. It looks really good.
0: <laughs> it does. We look like a professional outfit.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't know how it happened. its really is. We're gonna have to mistake. start doing
0: some some giveaways too. Like I know we've talked about this. We should at least say it out loud. Like we've got some some games that we
1: wanted to do yeah, to incentivize we have,
0: people to participate. We have
1: like uh, these big plans to play games like Age of uh, No Conan Exiles. Yes, we have a free one of those to give away. You want yep. Conan Exiles? Let's go play it. <laughs> Yeah, we got a copy of Overwatch, too. Like, we've got a whole bunch of stuff, just like random stuff. So,
0: if you're That's interested right. in free stuff, if you're interested in helping, uh, you know, donating money to children's hospitals, uh, participating in something good, uh, subscribe to us. Get notified when we go live, or uh, you can also participate by joining our team, right?
1: Yes, open enrollment for our team. So, go sign up, extra-life.org, slash, team, slash, game, slash, shash, slash, show. I can't say S-H right now. So so, go check that out. Uh, join our team if if you want. To, if raising money for local children's hospitals sounds like something uh, right up your alley, if you've been looking for an outlet for charitable giving, it does last through the end of the year. So you know, yeah. if if you like to do something with your family for uh, you know for Christmas or whatever to be you know charitable and give back to the community, is a great opportunity doesn't have to be just uh pc games it can be any consoles mobile games uh you can play board games you can go out and play horse out on the basketball hoop out front (laughs) doesn't matter just raise money for local hospitals if you can't commit that's okay too uh, check out our team page. We've got uh, quite a few team members out there looking to reach their goals this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, take a look at those and, and see where you can't put uh, put your money where the miracles are, as they say. So. aw that's sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or just boost the signal. You know, let people know. Tell your family. Uh, get you know, get,
0: get gather everybody around the big screen TV and watch Jared play. I don't know, cursed Castilla.
1: Uh, oh, spe- no for, no for
0: a special donation I bet he would do it I bet he, he might. would
1: I don't you'd have to donate a lot for me to try to get the good <laughs> ending <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh,
0: You can also find our website on the internet, www.gamebyteshow.com. You can find our back catalog of podcasts. You can find links to our Discord server. Uh, Come join us there, and uh, you know, talk to us about the games that you've been playing. Uh, Any news, freebies, you know, we kind of let people know about those sorts of things, and there have been a few of those this week as well, so definitely come join us there, and uh, you know, we'll be back in just a few days with another podcast. We'll be talking to you about the news, and the new releases, and a special topic of discussion, so look forward to that. But until that time, this has been your Game Show podcast. Thank you Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you
1: next time
2: bye see you